Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Jesse Makes a Movie. I'm your host, Jesse, and let's do this. So, in the last episode, I promised you guys a lot. Uh, I was going to finish some classes, I was going to start writing a script, um, and guess what? I actually fucking did it. For once, I actually fucking delivered my thing, and I did what I promised to do. But before I dive into all that, I do want to talk a little bit about <clears throat> my week. Um... I had a really rough week, and I know I feels like every time I'm on the show, I, I talk about how rough I'm going, but I'd, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about this because it is part of my the creative process and what I've been feeling going forth. Um, my day job has been grinding me to a wonderful find powder, and uh, it seems like I'm spending more of my time there than I would like to be. So I thought about quitting my job. And spending like two months just focusing on creativity stuff. But I took a look at my finances. I took a look at other things going on. And I had the realization that I couldn't do that. Which kind of hit something in my head. And just led me down a very dark path. Where I actually debated about quitting. Yeah. I, I, did, I debated about quitting all of this stuff. Uh Quitting the podcasting, quitting the goal of trying to create a film, and just stop, sell all my equipment, lock the door behind me, and find some office job where I can make an okay amount of money with benefits so I can support my family in future. It was a very rough couple of days. It was a rough week. But thanks to friends and thanks to family, um, I kind of got out of that slump. I'm still feeling the residuals from it. But I think I'm getting better. And, you know, I don't dismiss anyone for having those thoughts because trying to be creative or trying to do something hard is the most uncertain fucking thing on the planet. And you're not always treated well with it with other people in the world who kind of view creative people as being lazy or being spoiled. It's hard to, to try to do this. And you're going to be filled with doubt. You just got to find what grounds you. Take your breath and just go for it. You know, you can't let yourself stop yourself from doing something like this. It's doing what you want to do, actually. So, that was my week. It was really rough, but through some family, I was able to ground myself and get back to it. Still working at that shitty job. But thanks to that shitty job and my overall anger and defiance of it, I was working the closing shift that I haven't done in a while. And I found some time during my shift to do the shit I promised to do for you guys. I did some wonderful shit. So I promised I was going to take three courses or three like classes in this course, but I actually can finish the whole fucking course. So this whole thing I'm taking has been broken down into sections. <clears throat> the first section doesn't really count because it's just the course introduction, what they're going to talk about. But the second section is personal development, which I was really interested in seeing how it was going to be. This whole course is uh, the complete film filmmaker guide on becoming an incredible video creator. I'm not going to say the name of the man who's hosting it because I don't, I have some 
some thoughts and feelings, and I don't want to take money out of his, <clears throat> you know, pocket. But, so personal development. I talked a little bit about uh, the, f- the first beginning lectures of this thing about self-awareness and made time, you know, taking time for yours to be creative. You know, that's kind of, you know, I talked about it before, that's kind of bullshit because you, when you have to work a full-time job, you don't really have fucking time to be creative, and it's a luxury that not a lot of people have. But I will talk about the uh, all the other courses that I took in this section and a little bit about the new section I have to take, and then I will dive into my first shot list for the opening of this movie that I want to make. And a couple of projects I got coming up, but back to this. So, <clears throat> the cl- the classes that I took, making a map, film development, and improving your past work. So, like creating a map was a weird little uh thing that he had talking about here. He was kind of a little unclear on what it needed to do, but he just talked about different apps that you can use to help organize yourself to get shit done, but I always feel it's more for the person. You know, these apps work for him, they might not work for you. They're they're not going to work for me, I know that. Full-heartedly, I have a hard time with... I need to write shit down and see it. So I always believe you should carry a journal with you or carry some kind of like little notebook with you. Um, a good friend of mine, Joseph Pyfrone, a long time ago for Christmas, gave me this little leather-bound book that has little squares on it where you can draw um, like a little uh, shot list, you know, a little storyboard for your flicks. And I've been using that, and that's really been helping and inspiring me. I also have a journal with me that I like to keep, and I just write notes down. So, yeah, it was all about just, like, making lists to get shit done, and there's a little inspirational fucking quote he gave you, but whatever. Um, The second thing with film development and improving your past work, uh, film development, I, I like this lesson, but this is something that you should... If you want to be a filmmaker, you should have already been doing this for a while. You should really been... So he talked all about how you should be watching films and taking notes about what is going on in the film. Which is self-explanatory because if you want to be a filmmaker, you're already kind of doing this. I mean, Elizabeth, my girlfriend Elizabeth talks about this all the time. Every time we watch a movie, I always make a comment on that's a good shot or that's a good lighting sequence. But the, I guess for someone new, I, I don't know. Uh, to me, that was just a fucking really self-explanatory thing. But he gave no examples on, like, what was a good shot and what was not. Like, the self-explanatory ones, some of like the greatest shots in film history are... Uh, the graduate where the famous leg shot, Mrs. Robinson and Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. No, it's not Dustin Hoffman. It's of course I talk about something without actually knowing the actor. 
I was right. Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> I'll keep it in because I was right. Um, <clears throat> that's a famous shot. That's a great shot. Uh, you have so many wonderful psycho um, Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, the famous shower curtain scene. That is a wonderful shot. The, with the blood trickling down the drain. Those are f- famous shots that are engraved in your head, engraved in pop culture. You don't need to know the movie, but you know the shot. That is what a good shot is. Is it something spur of the moment, or is it something they planned? You don't know. But those are good examples of what good cinematography are with angles. Just You can't just say, oh, watch a movie and take notes on that. Like Here's the examples what other movies have you watched that follow these examples of that stuck shots that stuck with you? I know for me, there is a wonderful, I just finished watching the HBO HBO series, the head. And there is a, an amazing shot. It's a murder mystery. It takes place along eight episodes and there's a wonderful, wonderful scene where the, where they figured out who did it. <clears throat> and the villain hangs himself, but they catch him right before he hangs himself. And while he's slipping in and out of consciousness, you see the detective come in. It is a Dutch angle, which is you look of a regular shot. Like if you put your fingers in two L's and then you touch to make a square, a Dutch angle is if you turn it. So it's off kiltered. It's an old shot used back in noir films to show unrest and uneasiness. And they use the Dutch angle. The guy crouches down, looks dead through the barrel of the camera, and gives it a wonderful line reading. That he says, not yet. You have so much to answer for. That shot has like stuck with me through the entirety since I've seen it. Like every day, I don't go like a minute without thinking about it. So, yeah, uh, film development talking about one shots and lighting that that sticks with you, but you, they should give examples. Uh, those are the two examples that I can give that everyone knows. Um, the famous leg scene in the Graduate with Dustin Hoffman and Miss, Mrs. Robinson. And the shower scene in Psycho with the blood going down the drain. So, fun fact, they actually used Hershey syrup, Hershey chocolate syrup, because he didn't like the way, uh, Albert Hitchcock didn't like the way the blood uh, special effect looked at that time. There are um, so many... Sorry for breathing directly onto the mic. There's... Go to the AMC list of 100 movies you should see before you die. And do a, n- a number generator and watch that movie. Because <clears throat> there's so many shots. And the reason why those movies are in there is because of the wonderful cinematography in these fl- in these movies. I mean, I personally think Sam Raimi's Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, though there can't be horror films, they have wonderful shot sequence and lighting effects. That's There's a reason why he keeps going on and just got picked to do the new uh, fucking Doctor Strange movie. There are so many good shots out there. And if you want to become a filmmaker, you're already aware of that. You already have your fucking like, top five favorites. 
Um, so later in the after that little rant, later in the course, he talks about improving your past work and basically is taking what you've seen and how can it inspire your work. <clears throat> Again, very self-explanatory. Uh, mastering your video equipment and clarifying filmmaking direction. Basically, honestly, these two are just kind of bullshit. Uh, mastering your videography equipment. Know your fucking camera. Clarifying your filmmaking direction. Have your idea written down and drawn out before you actually do it. So I will kind of, because these are things I guess I've already learned when I took my filmmaking classes back in college. But I will clarify, clarify a little bit. So mastering your film equipment, know your camera. Do your research on what kind of camera you're going to buy. Then when you buy it, fucking play around with it. Shoot some stuff. Don't doesn't have to be a masterpiece. Shoot your friends hanging out, or shoot your dog, or you know, not, don't shoot it, but like film your dog. Talk to any fucking Twitch, Twitch streamer and about mastering your equipment because honestly, some of the best fucking equipment being used right now are by Twitch streamers. So go fucking talk to a Twitch streamer about that. And I will talk to you about clarifying filmmaking direction. And it's all about my favorite thing, storyboarding. And what storyboarding is, it is the shot list. It is uh, little drawings that you do between each shot. Each shot explained in your own image. Not your own image, like your own vision. It is a slide of each individual shot you want to do. And you can have as much fun with it because it is your dream right off the bat. It's not what you actually have. It is what you want. So you can draw exactly how you want the movie to go out. After you write the script, you should do that. Or you can do what not can... The, uh, the creative director for Spirit Away, which is, um, I am batting a thousand today. Miyazaki, Miyazaki. I didn't want to pronounce that wrong. Because then I would have gotten in trouble. So, like what Miyazaki does, he does the storyboard before he does the script. Which is fine. However you want to do it. Some people like to write it out first. That's how they can get their thoughts down. I personally like storyboard it first to get those thoughts down. And then you can kind of direct the words around your image. So, to clarify it, it's basically how you do it. However you want to do it. If you're more of a wordsmith... Then write it out before you storyboard it, or if you're more visual than the storyboard before you write it. But the thing is, create that whole world before you actually start to take your camera out. And I recommend highly for anyone to go out there and get a sketchbook or go get some kind of journal. And anytime you have that fucking moment of creativity, that fucking thought, jot it down. I don't care where, I mean, don't do it while you're driving, but if you're at work, Fuck it, take a fucking five-minute break, go out there and do it. Fucking draw it out, man, or write it out. So, 
those were the courses. I kind of gave my own spin on them because I kind of felt they were a little bit of too laxed on information. It was very much of like, yeah, man, dude, you know, time for you to be a incredible video creator. You know, it, it more technical, less like you can do it, pal. So the next section I'm going to be doing is pre-production. So hopefully he gets a little bit more into the meat of it. Uh, but I'm a little worried because I'm looking at the time of these things and script. They're only taking two minutes on. So I don't know what the fuck that's going to be like. But anyway, folks, that was the section. I promised to take three of those lectures. I took all of them. So, yeah. But now for the fun and the thing you've been waiting the most to do, I have worked on the first opening scene of the movie. Uh, so right now the working title is Drunk. Uh, scene open. So, yeah, you guys ready? Go grab whatever you need. Juice, water, the whole nine. Take a deep breath. I'm a little nervous about this. So I storyboarded this all out before I actually started working on dialogue because the first few scenes are uh, silent. There will There is no dialogue yet. Um, we open to a messy room. Man lies in... Need to take a breather. I felt like I was going a mile a minute. And I couldn't catch my breath, but here we go. Uh, Opening interior basement apartment. We see our hero lying on his futon. He is disheveled, hair is a mess, long beard. There is food, Chinese food containers, cans of beer, and paper. All over the apartment. We pan up to reveal our hero sleeping. Jut out all over the bed. We pan up to his face. Eyes open. Gets up. Sits up. Pan to the right. We see the back of the sofa as our hero sits up. He gets up to go leave to get ready for the day. Title card. Music starts playing. Uh, I have not figured out what kind of music to do yet. Mainly because that is a rights thing and that's going to be kind of hard to figure out. I would love to do a lot of independent bands for this. Our person walks off camera, comes back in a sweat. No. Our hero walks off screen, comes back, putting on pants, falls over, gets up, finally masters his pants, zips fly, buttons, buttons jeans, picks up dirty flannel from floor, sniffs it for check, it is fine, puts it on, walks out the door, we see, point of view shot, POV shot, opens door, 
to backyard. Cemented backyard, shitty car to his right. Pans over to his right. We see the car. Hero sighs, marches to the car, enters the door, closes it, notices the gas is he's out of gas. Gets up, kicks the car, walks to the street. That is the first scene. I know is a short scene. And it didn't make... Hopefully you can see it in your head. If you want to go to... Um, our Instagram at Empty Can Prod, I will be posting pictures of the storyboard. So please leave a like if you like want that. Um, folks, so... Hope you're excited. I am. I know. I feel like that didn't sound uh, good. I will. I will throw more detail in it for the next episode. I will write it out better. I will write it out with dialogue. So, folks, um, I know. I said I had some announcements before the episode is over. Here we go. I have narrowed it down. I've decided that I'm going to go back to school and I've narrowed it down to two schools. Uh, the new school in New York City and Jersey City State University, which is a school both my parents went to. They have a film program that looks really promising. And in the new school, all of my old credits from my conservatory is accepted there. So that is a very high possibility as well. Also, I have been inspired, thanks to my beautiful girlfriend and my adorable dog, Chili, to start a YouTube series. So you can see the face, you can match the face with the voice, and to help... uh, Exercise to creative muscle. I'm going to be making microfilms inspired by different genres and directors. Using only my camera that I have and whatever fucking things I have with me. So I will be diluting different directors like Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg because I don't have the money and the technology for that shit. So... Those are my big announcements. Um, also, folks, thank you so much for listening. Please go check out the other shows on the Empty Can Spectrum. Uh, we have Stories in Ink with Spencer Kennard, uh, Zach Wright Stuff with me and Zach Cole, The Rotten Review Show with me and Joseph, and a new show that's going to be releasing in May. I know the people who have her old ECP fans are going to be very excited to know, very excited to find out that. Guess what? You're up is going to be back. So thank you, folks, for tuning in. It means the world. I know the didn't the soundboard didn't sound that great, but you know what? I'm proud of it, and I can't wait for you to see what else happens. So again, thank you so much for tuning in, folks. I love you all. Oh, also, don't judge a person. A person is being creative. He takes a big step 
Don't judge him on what he wants, on what he's doing. Don't feel like, don't say that's not enough. It is enough because that is still a step further than the person has done before. Uh, that is my little note for today. But again, folks, thank you so much for joining in. I'm Jesse. Have a week. Yeah, 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 yeah.